Welcome to the broadcast Mujeres Fronterizas. My name is Sofia Rodriguez McAuffin and this is the next installment in a series on environmental justice for the Sky Island Alliance. In our last two blogs, we discussed some of the history of the environmental movement and shared some success stories that led to important changes benefiting our borderlands. They can be found at our website at skyislandalliance.org. Today, I'll be interviewing fellow Sky Island Alliance board member Denise Moreno Ramirez, who has worked in academia as a community-engaged, interdisciplinary scientist in southern Arizona and northern Mexico for 20 years. Her work addresses transboundary water issues, environmental racism, contaminated sites, and environmental health. My first guest is Denise Moreno Ramirez. Um, so Denise, um, where are you from? And uh, where did you grow up? Okay, originally I was born in Nogales, Sonora, Mexico. And I was raised in ambos Nogales or the sister cities of Nogales. So I lived Monday through Friday on the US side. And then on Friday evening, I would go to the Mexican side that I would stay there until Sunday evening. So I'm basic, I, I was born in the US-Mexico border and raised in ambos Nogales. So pretty binational experience of moving back and forth between the border. What was that like, that experience of moving back and forth? It was a beautiful experience to tell you the truth um, because I grew up with diverse cultures that I think that if I grew up, say, in Northern Arizona, I wouldn't have access to. Uh, I also grew up with a lot of uh, my family members from Mexico uh, that were really close to me. So I was able to interact with them. And I also was able to learn my language of Spanish um, and able to communicate in both languages. So it was, it's, it was a beautiful way to to grow up, to tell you the truth, because I had two diverse cultural experiences. Hmm. And did you think that these, um, this diverse cultural experience informed your career choice? And also, could you share a little bit about what your career is? Yes, for sure it did. And currently I have a PhD in soil, water and environmental science with a minor in anthro medical anthropology. Mm -hmm. Okay, so did you feel that the um, that your background in the border uh, informed your choice in any way? Yes, it did for sure. So where I grew up, um, it's ambos Nogales, and in the 1990s, when I was a young adult, uh, there was a contamination that was discovered in my community, and it was industrial contamination. And uh, as a high school student, I was part of the science club at Nogales High School. And uh, the researchers came to kind of talk to us about the issue and a study that they were starting that was looking at the health effects of these chemicals. And we helped recruit them. And once uh, we recruited them as high school students, we were really excited to actually meet uh, scientists and researchers. But unfortunately, they never came back with the results. So we never learned what happened. And so because of that experience, I actually realized that um, there had to be another way of working with communities. And there had to be another way of involving communities also in research. 
So that experience itself influenced my career trajectory. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. And um, a lot of the approach has increasingly focused on um, letting communities know, right, the outcome of research. So I imagine that is kind of a central part of uh, maybe your work, is it? And your research is just making sure that you're, you're a partner and that you're sharing those results back, right? Uh, correct. So I'm a what for so for about 20 years, I've been a community engaged researcher. And so the what that means is that I partner really directly with communities in order to address specific issues that they believe that are impacting them and that they believe are important to them. And so I've been doing that for a long time. And uh, one of the things that I do, do, I don't work on formal report back because in the literature, there is this whole area of report back. So I don't do any health report back, but I do report back on all the results of my own types of studies. So for example, in my dissertation research, I ended up uh, developing a digital archive that's uh, public facing. So that's one of the things that I do. Wow, that sounds awesome. Um, I'm curious to know what challenges you've faced along the along your journey of doing this work. Well, I have, um, I think I have faced many challenges as everybody does <laughs> working, I think in the environmental field, correct. And as myself, as a woman of color, I've also experienced other types of challenges that maybe some of my white counterparts have not experienced. Um, but I think those challenges have made me stronger and those challenges have also made me make mistakes. Those challenges have made me also learn. So, you know, I think um, these challenges that we get as, for example, women of science or women of color of science, um, you know, we have to take them as uh, examples and as ways of learning. So that's kind of how I view my challenges. So even though I have had many, I hope that a lot of them have helped me make me become more resilient as a researcher. Mm, absolutely. And I wonder, um, given the challenges that you outline, what are ways that you stay motivated and focused on your goals? Well, that is a great question because that is super important to me, especially after uh, scientists experiencing the pandemic. I actually now have different ways of seeing what I need to do in order for me to better care for myself. So for example, now I prioritize my, fam my family and friends and one of the things that's why I became a board member of the Skyland Alliance is that now I go into nature and I appreciate nature. And, and nature is part of the ways that I actually heal when it comes to the diverse stress and challenges that I have myself as a scientist and the topics that I, that I uh, work with, which are very uh, hard topics like environmental justice, climate justice. So kind of those are the things that I do um, to keep me motivated and focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I imagine that uh, particularly the focus on environmental justice can feel like a very, um, it can feel exhausting probably sometimes uh, to have to uh, move through uh, the, um, just the amount of issues that we have but staying hopeful is a part of it, right? And building that health and resilience is part of doing that work. 
Um, yeah, so given your uh, experiences of growing up on the border and then being dedicated to the environmental justice research that you do, what advice would you give to someone starting their career in a field similar to yours and trying to do EJ work? Yeah, so this is a very good question because this is something um, that we have to give back, right? We have to give back to our communities. So for someone that is living on uh, the border or sister cities or the just the border region in general, uh, I'd like to give you the same advice I got from another fronteriza or another female uh, border woman. Um, and you have to remember that the border is an area that has multiple pressures. So for example, from social to economic, but remember we, with all those pressures, we get diamonds. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's great advice. Thank you to Denise and to you, the audience, for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For our next episode, we'll be interviewing another mujer fronteriza with lived experience of what it means to come from the border.